You are listening to Victory Alabang Podcast. How are we to respond in times of trial and confusion? Find out in week four of All Weather in this message by Pastor Ariel Marquez. We are on week four of the All Weather series. And uh, for those of you who have been joining us for the past few weeks, we started off by talking about storms. And uh, school, I think for the most... Uh, School has started, I think, last week, right? And uh, the private schools might be starting this week. And so, you know, one school, the school cl- or the classes starts, you know, the, the storm season comes along. And so we are so familiar with storms. And when you look at storms in life, this basically talks about some of the difficulties that we experience. And I believe that all of us, without any exception, have probably gone through a storm in your life, right? Isn't it? And so, uh, you know, uh, there's just one uh, person who's so consistent in whatever weather that we go through, and that is the person of Christ. That's why uh, the overarching theme that we have for this whole series is in Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, that basically says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And so, uh, after the storm is uh, the sunny weather, basically when everything seems to be alright, and things are uh, doing fine, uh, basically, we ask ourselves, where do we get our confidence? Do we get our confidence from the flesh, or do we get our confidence from God Himself? Last week, we talked about uh, windy weather, and windy uh, signifies change. And how many of you have gone through so many changes in your life? Okay, I believe all of us, right? Whether a change in career, a change in status, a change in demographics, a change in the way you look, a change in your wardrobe. I believe all of us have undergone a lot of change. And there's one person who's also very constant despite the change that we go through in life, and that is the person of Christ. So they were going through uh, this weather uh, called cloudy weather. Now, how many of you are familiar with clouds? Siguro naman, no? Now, how many of you would rather have a cloudy weather than a sunny weather? Because somehow, you know, I prefer cloudy weather, except when you're probably in Boracay, di ba? Uh, of course, cloudy weather somehow uh, shades us from the sun. Uh, it depends on how thick the cloud is. Of course, if you go to uh, uh, back to school, there are different kinds of clouds, right? Cirrus clouds, cumulus clouds, cumulonimbus, nimbus, or whatever. Naalala ko lang yun, mga kapatid, okay? And so, uh, but somehow, clouds bring rain. But they're not yet raining, but yet they cover the sun. And so, there are situations in our life wherein uh, we experience some cloudy weather. And this actually, uh, you know, begs us to ask the question of peace uh, in our life. And so, sometimes we look for peace. And how many of you would like to have peace all the time? Diba? I mean, if you, if you talk about peace, every one of us would like to have peace. And so we're going to be looking at that uh, as we talk about this particular uh, sermon uh, this afternoon, having the peace of God uh, in our lives. And so I'd like to invite everyone to stand with me as we go on and uh, dive straight into God's Word this afternoon, beginning from Philippians chapter 4, uh, verse 2 to 9. Uh, I was asked to stay on the side of the LED so that most of you can read uh, the screen. Okay? Tama ba yun? Okay, nakaharang naman ko lagi pag magbabasa ako ng Bible. But anyway, hindi niyo sinasabi. Anyway, so, okay, beginning from verse 2, it says, I plead with Yodia and I plead with Sintaychi. 
or santich or santich or whatever to agree with each other in the Lord. Verse 3, Yes, I ask you, loyal yoke fellow. What a name, you know? Look at the person beside you and call that person yoke fellow. That's no one. I don't even know what that means, you know. Uh, yoke fellow, okay? Going in the same direction. That means, uh, you know, because a uh, yoke is not the part of the egg that's yellow, okay? But yoke is actually the, the thing that you put on an ox. Remember that? If you go to the province, you see uh, uh, carabaos or cows or oxen that have yokes or a wooden uh, plant on their uh, a neck. And they go together in the same direction. So yoke fellow means that we are moving in the same direction in Christ. Have these women who have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel, along with Clement and, and the rest of my fellow workers, whose names are in the book of life. Now, how many of you are in the book of life? Alright. Yes. Nakalista na tayo. Better than Komelek. Diba? Um, mas accurate itong listahan na to, mga kapatid. Okay? So, verse 4, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is, admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, thank you so much for uh, this afternoon. We thank you, Lord. Indeed, you are the Prince of Peace. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you came here to reconcile us back to the Father. We were enemies, enemies of the cross, enemies of the covenant. We were part, uh, Lord, apart from your family, but yet you reached down to us so that we can be reconciled back to you. We thank you for the peace that we have right now in our hearts. And Lord, we commit to you this time. We ask for God that you would speak to each and every one of us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And you will be seated. All right, so, uh, you know, just to have a recap, uh, for those of you just joining us for the first time, the Apostle Paul, as he was writing this book, he was actually in prison. And he was in the prison in, uh, in Rome, awaiting for his uh, trial. He's not sure what's going to happen next, but in the meantime, while waiting, he was productive, and he was inspired by the Holy Spirit to write a letter to the Philippians, okay, to the Philippi, uh, to the Church of Philippi. And he was basically thanking them for the generous gift that they gave, and he was encouraging them, uh, basically for, uh, you know, what's up ahead because he's foreseeing the reality that persecution might strike the church. And so he was just writing them that, you know, be ready. You know, despite the circumstances, you got to rejoice. Despite the circumstances, you got to have the peace of God. And so uh, today we're going to be focusing on this particular truth, which is the peace of God. So we're looking at the peace of God. And at the same time, we're going to find out who this God of peace is. Okay, so uh, it's like a play of words, peace of God, God of peace. Okay, so we're focusing on this uh, two particular uh, statements. Okay, now, when you hear the word world peace, what comes to mind? 
World peace. Okay? And I believe that when you talk about peace, diba, we have all different perceptions of peace. Diba? When you hear world peace, what comes to mind? Uh-huh. You know, this morning somebody said, you know, Miss Universe, okay? Um, you, know, you, you know, it's almost like a cliche already, you know, when they ask a question, and I believe the judges are already striking that out from their questions already because it's almost like a steady answer every time the contestant asks, what's your dream to become, you know, when you become Miss Universe? World peace. And so, the famous wave uh, comes after that, okay? And so, there's even a peace sign that we're familiar with, diba? Peace. And, you know, back in the, during the time of Pastor Sani Waman, um, you know, uh, I don't know what, which era this was, you know, this particular symbol uh, is so popular talking about peace. The peace, man. Peace, man. You know, I heard that from my dad and I heard that from some of my, uh, my uh, older friends, okay? Wala na ako, wala, grade 1 lang yata ako no? probably nasa mga 3 years old pa lang yata ako no? Anyway, so, though. And, you know, one, one familiar picture is inner peace. Remember if you watch Kung Fu Panda, di ba? Inner peace, you know, yung, uh, you know, yung sinalun niya yung uh, droplets and then he did all like that. And so, inner peace. And we ask ourselves, what does peace uh, really stand for? What does it mean? You know, we like to have peace, but we don't really know the meaning of peace. But, you know, when you talk about world peace, you know, it deals with relationship between nations, right? And how many of you know that even in our situation right now in the Philippines, in the West Philippine Sea, we need peace with our neighboring countries. You know, trying to lay claim on some of the islands that we have very near Palawan, right? Kailangan natin pagprayon, di ba? World peace. And so when you talk about peace, peace means being in a right relationship. So peace always pertains to a relationship between uh, you or somebody. Okay. So the reason why there's no peace is because maybe there's a cutting off or maybe there's a, a hindrance uh, to, towards a relationship between two individuals. It's a state of harmony characterized by the absence of violence. Diba? That's why, you know, I remember two weeks ago uh, during the election, we were praying here uh, for peace. We were praying for a peaceful and honest election. And so, it's not just a cliche because when you talk about peace, I believe that that's really what the kingdom of God is all about. Peace. Diba? The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. And that's, it represents us. And we're asking for the kingdom of God to come from heaven down to, to earth. And I believe that we still have a long way to go. That's why I want you to tell to the person beside you, peace be with you. Sagutin mo rin and also with you. Yeah. Alright. So we want to look at peace in three different areas. Okay, of course, we understand now that the premise of peace, when you talk about peace, you always deal with relationships, right? So peace in the area of relationships. So the first area of peace that we want to look at is peace with one another. Okay? Peace with one another. And we, you know, we uh, read this particular verse earlier when the Apostle Paul somehow uh, made a shout out of two names uh, who are both Christians. And they said that, you know, he said that these are women 
you know, I'm not sure, you know, why he highlighted the women. Uh, we're not, of course, we're not saying that women are always fighting or whatever. Okay, so there was just a, a dis, uh, an argument, a disagreement between Eudia um, okay, and Sintaichi. Let's just call him, uh, call them Yoda and Cynthia. Okay, so it's easier. Okay, so there's a disagreement between Yoda and Cynthia. Okay. And so they, you know, I don't know what the issue was, but somehow the Apostle Paul was concerned about that. So he was asking Mr. Uh, Yoke Fellow to help out in, uh, uh, you know, litigate, uh, uh, sorry, uh, mitigating okay, or stepping inside uh, this particular situation. Okay? And so that's why we see that in verse 3, he said, Help these women who have contended at my side. You know, they were the ones helping Paul in uh, evangelizing and preaching the gospel. So they were faithful servants, and yet, sometimes, in ministry, in church, there are times and seasons that we enter into an, a disagreement with another person. Are we here this afternoon? How many of you are familiar with what I'm saying? But sometimes we get offended. How many of you have been offended by a person in church already? How many of you have been offended by somebody uh, as you enter in, uh, into church, for example, you know, somebody was sitting on your favorite chair. Diba? Week in, week out, dito ka nakaupo. Almost like may name ka na doon, diba? And then somebody is sitting there, so parang feeling mo, wow, inunahan mo ako ngayon, kapatid, diba? Akin yan. No? So, we get offended by the smallest things, right? Or maybe you're parking, and somebody just went inside, and got their parking space, nakalagay pa roon, Jesus loves you, bumper sticker. <laughs> you pala, is somebody from church. Or maybe your pastors may have offended you because you greeted us outside, outside the church. Okay? Pastor! And we failed to respond by saying, Hello, tampo ka, ang sungit naman ni pastor, eh? Ganyan pala sa labas yan. Diba? So, you know, we get offended by the smallest things, right? Or maybe somebody that, you know, a friend who, you know, here you are, you've been working out for the longest time, and you lost a hefty one and a half pounds already, and then this guy says, Ang taba-taba mo naman! You know, let me just give you a, uh, a hint. If you see somebody for, and you haven't seen that person for a while, and you are greeting that person for the first time after like maybe how many months or how many years, please don't look at the weight factor. Iwasan mo yon. Even if you're so tempted to make a comment, you know, make a comment on anything. The weather, you know, how's your children, how's your wife, how's your, you know, what's, what are you doing right now, how's school, you know, you have nice shoes, just, you know, don't notice the, the midsection, okay? Iwasan mo yun, okay? That's a cause of offense. Matthew 5.9 says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they are called sons of God. And we're called to live in peace with one another. And I believe that, you know, we want that. The enemy always wants to strike the church by putting division among the ranks. You know, it always costs, you know, accusation and lies and, um, you know, uh, little offenses, minor offenses. And he would say, gagatungan pa niya. Diba? You know, the, the littlest things 
And we gotta make every effort to keep the unity. Romans chapter uh, 12 verse 8, If it's possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. What does everyone mean? Lahat. With everyone. Without any exception. There's no favoritism. Okay? There's no ranking in our church. Okay, of course, there are volunteers, there are victory group leaders, but with everyone, we look at each person equally and we love each of you dearly. Okay? Live at peace with everyone. Make every effort. And how many of you know that it requires a lot of effort to have peace? You've got to be deliberate. Sometimes it takes so many times and maybe an investment of, you know, even coffee or dinner just to be able to patch up things. If this thing happens in the church, how many of you know this thing also happens in homes? Between family members, between husband and wife, fathers and daughters, moms and daughters, children, siblings. You know, offenses is just so natural. That's why, you know, it says, make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. You know, I was uh, whispering a while ago to my wife uh, because I shared this morning what uh, happened. And how many of you know that you know, sometimes even pastors uh, have some minor disagreements in the home? Right? How many of you would like to hear uh, a story that happened to me last Friday? But interesado kayo malaman. Parang mga chismoso kayo. So anyway, uh, last Friday, uh, me and Shirley uh, were supposed to go to a funeral, and the, it was already a burial of uh, the mom of one of our members in this church. And uh, the, the funeral was uh, officiated by Pastor Saul. And so, you know, in my mind, I thought that the actual burial was about 4 o'clock, according to the email. And so... Uh, when, when I told Shirley, Shirley said, okay, just pick me up at about 2.30, so I think we have enough time. Okay, and so, I, you know, I was coming from work, and I had to pick her up, and so she decided to bring along the kids so that we can actually, um, you know, uh, stand with the family of the, of the one who lost their mom. And so, it was an easy ride from uh, here uh, to uh, Manila Memorial. How many of you are familiar with uh, Punaria Pass? Uh, Manila Memorial. So we went there, and I think we hit uh, Manila Memorial by around 3.05 or maybe 3.10. And so I said, wow, exacto pa tayo. And so when we were uh, driving inside the gate of Manila Memorial, we found some people already walking out of the funeral parlor, and they already brought some balloons, and we saw the casket being brought out. And I said, wow, we're going timing, the timing tayo, perfect. Yes, hindi tayo late. And so I was supposed to part, but I said, I'm going to make a detour so that abangan na lang natin. Paglakad ng casket, sabay tayo. Parang ganun, di ba? And so my wife said, no, gusto ko maglakad. Lakad ako para, you know, we can actually stand with the people, you know, with the family. So, so she brought my two daughters ahead of me as I go and park the car. And so they went ahead. And so when she actually reached the... The crowd of people, you know, going out, preparing the, uh, the dead person for burial. She was looking at the crowd and she said, I don't know anybody from this crowd. <laughs> Parang ibang patay ito ah. <laughs> and so, 
I also went down. I saw some of the staff that we have. We sent earlier so that they can actually help out in the sound system. And so um, these two uh, guys said, uh, Pastor, wala na yung patay. Habi ko, saan nagpunta yung patay? You know, umalis na nandun Habi ko, oh no. So, you know, Shirley and I went to the car and we rushed. And I, I don't know where the lot was. Inside Manila Memo, it's a big park. And so, um, you know, I was trying to call Pastor Saul. He was not answering because, of course, he was doing the, the burial rites, okay? I was calling one of the relatives, and so no one's answering the phone, okay? So he, she said, just drive. And I said, the Boy Scout in me, I'll drive. <laughs> and so I went around from street to street. Man, I was just looking for, you know, a group of people, you know, burying the dead. You know, I was... I was looking for, you know, you know so I, I was, we were panicking because we want to stand with the family. We want to be there uh, at that particular moment. And so I was asking, they were not familiar. We don't even know. So, so Shirley, Shirley said, um, you know, maybe they actually are in the area where we buried my son, Jerome. So we went in that area, that right section of Manila Memorial Park, and no one was there. We said, where could they be? But in the, in the meantime, while we were driving, the peace between us is slowly disappearing. <laughs> you know, we are looking around in this park and everywhere, nakalagay to rest in peace. And we don't have peace. But anyway, so... And Shirley said, just go back to the office and ask for direction. I said, oh, man. So, we, you know, I went back. After how many minutes, went back. And so I went back to the guard inside the reception. <clears throat> and he said, and I asked, oh, where is, you know, this so-and-so? Uh, ah, sir, ayun lang I said, We went all the way back in the park. And, you know, they're just, you know, Anyway, the lot was just uh, less than a kilometer away. So we went there. And uh, to make the long story short, so anyway, where we parked finally. And so we reached uh, the, the burial before they actually laid the let it back in the tomb. And so I was able to talk to Saul. We were able to, uh, you know, uh, approach the family, stand with them, pray with them. And so... Uh, of course, now it's between me and my wife, you know, where's the peace? You know, because we went through this situation and my kids were at the back and so, you know, I was driving and so later on after the, you know, after it was over, I went to my wife. Basically, what we did was we just looked at each other. We said, we're okay, right? <laughs> I sent a... Uh, I sent a muffin through my daughter to be given to my wife as a peace offering. Talking about peace. And she accepted it and she bit it and she liked it. <laughs> and so we're fine. So I said, um, you know, maybe you should go there to the family and we can probably just... Uh, Say our goodbyes, you know. So she asked me, oh, pakihawakan mo tong muffin niyo because I like it. I thought she was telling me to throw it away. So I, I threw it away.
So you have some oops moment again. So it happens. And how many of you are familiar with what I'm talking about? I mean, the smallest things can rub the peace of God in your family, between marriages, in, in, in schools, in, between your classmates, your teachers, in church. And we got to make every effort. Everybody say, every effort. Every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. I will not let that day pass without reconciling with my wife. It's such a small thing. And we will not allow the enemy to put a wedge between my relationship between me and my wife. Make every effort to keep the unity in the Spirit to the bond of peace. Second is peace within. Okay? So we're looking at three areas of peace. About peace with one another. Second is peace within, inside of us. Sometimes, even if there's nobody that you are offended with, but yet you feel that parang merong walang peace. Bakit kaya? Basa. Verse 6, okay? Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Now, we're, to- we're looking at this particular word, anxious, or anxiety. To be anxious is to be pulled in different directions, okay? Or, you know, anxiety comes from an old English or Anglo-Saxon word meaning to strangle or to choke. Have you ever been worried in your life? And please raise your hand. How many of you are familiar with worry? Wow, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You worry. You don't know if you have money for the school tuition fee. You worry. You don't know whether you have a job tomorrow. You worry. You don't know kung bumabaning weight mo. You worry. You don't know. You know, we worry about the smallest things. And to worry means to strangle, to choke. When you worry, you can't move. You're stuck. And that's what worry means. And so the Apostle Paul is saying, do not be anxious about anything. Don't be anxious. Tell the person beside you, don't worry. Be happy. Hakuna matata. Means no worries, right? And you know, if you look at the scripture, Jesus himself unpacked this uh, emotion of worry. And there are top three causes of worry according to Jesus in Matthew chapter 6. First, there's personal needs. We worry about the slightest things. Personal needs. Food, drink, you know, what we need for daily sustenance. We worry about that. You know, my, my youngest daughter went to the dentist. Our dentist is here, Doc G. Went to the dentist last Thursday. And so, Doc G found there's a small cavity uh, that he had to clean. But she was fine. My uh, elder daughter... Uh, Anna had to have fluoride. And so the condition of Doc G was, you know, if I were to put fluoride in your teeth, you cannot eat for an hour. And Andrea heard that. And she was not happy. The reaction was, oh no, she was worried that she would not be able to eat for an hour. Sometimes you're like that, you know. You know, kailangan lahi kami pinapasa bibig mo. Diba either chips or peanuts or whatever. We worry about the slightest things. We worry about our personal appearance. How we look, how do I look? 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 You pass by the department store, you saw a mirror, how do I look? You know, you're so concerned about what people will say about the way you look. We worry about that. Oh no, they're not great. Oh no! 
we worry about everything. The way we look, the way we dress, our weight. How many of you sometimes worry about your weight? Ouch! Don't go there, okay? And so we worry about the slightest things when it comes to our the way we look, okay? And the future. We worry about the future. About uncertainties of tomorrow. Maybe you're starting a business and you worry about will this thing be good? Will you know will will my plans for moving into a new house be okay? Will my relationship with this uh, special someone be okay? So we worry about the slightest things. In Matthew chapter six, verse twenty-five, and this where Jesus uh, unpacked this thing called worry. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Right? Ladies, underline what you will wear. Okay? <laughs> Special emphasis dyan. Do not worry about that. Okay lang. Eh, nakita na ito ng office mate ko kahapon eh. Eh, di suit mo next week. Diba? Eh, kutin-kutin mo lang. Di namahalatayan. Diba? Ibahin mo yung sapatos mo. Yung palitalon mo. You know, you just, just rotate it. Okay? Because sometimes, you know, you, you worry about, wala na akong damit. But if you open your wardrobe, ang daming damit. Pero wala na raw siyang damit. Hello. I think that's normal for ladies. Is not life more important than food? And the body more important than clothes? Ganda-ganda nga ng damit mo. May sakit ka naman. I mean, we put value or emphasis in the wrong things. And Jesus was reminding them, guess what? You have a body, you have, you know, you, 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 I, I'll take care of you. And so He used a metaphor and He reminded them, guess what guys? Look up! Look at the birds. He looked up, yeah, look at the Maya birds, okay? Look at the pigeons, okay? Uh, you know, they don't worry. They don't sow or reap or store away in barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Now, how many of you are children of God? And please raise your hand. Guess what? As children of the King, He will take care of your needs. Every one of them. Amen. Come on now. You know, I believe that our God, the Heavenly Father, is the best micromanager ever. He makes sure that the birds will get their food at the right time. He'll make sure that that worm will come up that particular morning for this mama bird, this cute little mama bird, to get that worm to feed her young. At exactly the same time. I mean, at the right time. You know, they don't... Have you ever seen a bird fall down from the sky because of malnutrition? I mean, have... I haven't seen a bird like that. Either somebody killed the bird, you know, you know, you know, maybe used a slingshot to shoot the bird, or you know, but no, no bird will just do that. You know, one time I asked the congregation, "Have you ever heard the news about what one thousand birds fall from the sky because they got hungry and so they were scratching?" And I did not hear that. And so one particular guy said, "I heard that. I heard that." And I said, "When?" Because it, there's no such news. So, lang pala siya, no? 
But you can't see that in the news. Our Heavenly Father takes care of the birds. If they're taken care of by our Heavenly Father, how much more us, you and me? Tuition fee? God will take care of that. Your basic needs every day? God will take care of that. Singles, your future, husband or wife? God will take care of that. Come on, lakas ang sagot dito. Are you not much more valuable than they are? Ito na mo na ako. God knows your needs. Don't worry about all these things. I mean, who of you, and he, he could be, who of you by worry can add a single hour to his life? No one. You can add a single hour, you can even add a hair on your head. You can lose more hair by worrying. Right? And so in verse 34, he moved on to the future. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. So the three things we saw, about personal needs, personal looks, and the future. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Some quotes on worry. Worry is like a stationary bike. It'll give you something to do, but it will not get you anywhere. Because you're strangled, you choke, you worry, you think about you know, this thing's too much. Worry looks at... Worry is different from planning, by the way. Planning looks at the solution. Worry looks at the problem. When you say, in the end, no, 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 no. What are you focusing on? Are you focusing on the problem or, or the solution? If you're always looking at the problem, then you're worrying. Let go of your worry. Let go and let God. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, present your request to God with thanksgiving. Corey Ten Boon said, Word doesn't empty tomorrow of its sorrows, it empties today of its strength. You lose your strength, you lose the battle because you worry too much today. Let go of that thing, God will take care of it. Worry is the dark room where all the negatives are developed. How many of you are familiar with dark room? Wala digital na tayo ngayon, di ba? But for those of you who still remember the film, and when they develop a photograph, they have to go to a dark room, and then they produce an image. Worry is kind of like that. You go to a dark room, and then this is where all the negativism develops. You wake up one morning, you feel a backache, and you think it's cancer. Oh no, my cancer na ako. Oh no, God, kumpuni mo na ako, di ba? Eh, nangawit ka lang, muscle spasm lang yan, di ba? Cancer na iniisip mo. You know, maybe your, your husband just went home late one night because she's here. He, he went to work, did overtime, he had a meeting, and you're thinking already, oh no, my husband is having an affair. You're worrying. You're actually way advanced in your worry. Don't worry because worry is sin. Anything that is not of faith is sin. It falls under the same category like lust, greed, pride, all kinds of sexual immorality, worry is definitely sin. If we don't respond in faith, then we're saying that the God of the universe is not to be trusted. That's what worry is all about. Going back to Philippians 4, 6, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything. We see three particular uh, action points. Prayer, petition, thanksgiving, that is an antidote to anxiety. You do prayer. Everybody say prayer. Petition. Petition is asking the Lord. Supplication or thanksgiving is giving thanks. 
You know, when you look at a situation, tuition fee, thank you, Lord, for your provision. I'm asking you, Lord, we thank you. We receive it by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Don't worry about that. God will take care of that. Anxiety, boom, go. No more. By prayer, petition, and thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the God and the peace of God, the Bible says, which transcends all understanding. It cannot be explained. It transcends all understanding and explanation. You just have peace. You know, have you ever had an encounter with somebody and he asked you, why do you have so much peace? Here you are, you lost your job. You know, and yet you can still smile. You can still have the joy of the Lord because the peace of God that He gives us transcends all understanding. It's not dependent on our situation. It's a stable thing. In fact, peace is one of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Love, joy, peace. It's given by the Holy Spirit. Despite whatever situation you're in, it's not dependent on your situation. It will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. And lastly, peace with God. Peace really deals with relationships. And the first relationship that we dealt with a while ago was relationship with other people. And this you know, because relationships are just so fragile, we get easily offended. And yet, we look at the relationship that we have with God, guess what? This is a major breakup because of sin. And we cannot have real peace until we have peace with God. That's the reality. Romans chapter 5, verse 1 says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have what? Peace with God. Through whom? Through our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, peace is simple. Peace is accepting what Jesus Christ did on the cross. Accepting His forgiveness. He made you holy. He made you righteous. He made you a priest unto Him. He reconciled us back to the Father. Therefore, we have peace with God. But before Jesus came into our lives, we were enemies, right? While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. When we were in deep in sin, guess what? Our fellowship with God was cut off. But yet what Jesus Christ did on the cross was He reconciled us back to Him. That is the starting point of having peace with God. And you cannot find peace with God by going to the bar. To the bar. You cannot drink the pare. Ito peace. You cannot have peace by, you know, uh, you know, smoking joints or, you know, or whatever, doing drugs. And some people are saying, wow, it's a peace, it's high. You know, that's not real peace. It's fabricated peace. The real peace that you can only have is the peace coming from God that He offered through Christ. And back to Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. And he said, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, eat whatever's admirable, excellent, or praiseworthy. Think about such things. And I'm not espousing a positive thinking attitude here. This is not a moralistic game that if you want to have peace, think about all these things. You know, having the peace of God is not just, you know, having a certain stance and having a certain tone or, you know, a sound that you produce in order for you to have the peace of God. Because when you talk about whatever is true, this is referring to a person. 
Whatever is true, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Whatever is noble. He is the noble king who gave up his kingdom to come here on earth so that he can save you and me. Whatever is right. There's no one righteous, not even one, except Jesus Christ. Whatever is pure, he is the only one who walked sinless on the face of the earth. Whatever is lovely, he is lovely in form. He's admirable, he is excellent, and he is worthy of our praise. You're looking at this thing. This is not just something that we concoct in our mind as positive thinking. This is a person. The God of peace is the Prince of Peace. Amen. Praise God. Can we just give the Lord a hand this afternoon? Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. I have a simple main point as we come to an end. Trusting in the God of peace brings the peace of God in you. It's all about trust. It's all about our relationship. It's all about what Jesus Christ did on the cross for us. And as we receive that peace, we are partakers of the good news. We can walk hand in hand with the Prince of Peace. You know, I want to... You know, I, I heard of this particular story. Maybe some of you have heard this. This particular story of a girl that became viral in the internet. She wrote the LRT. And uh, she had an uh, altercation with a security guard. And she was branded, I'm a liar, I'm a liar, I'm a liar. How many of you are familiar with that? And have you ever wondered, you know, she, you know, of course, we, we know the story. She was, she was, uh, she's undergone cyberbullying. And we want to show you a uh, testimony coming from uh, this particular girl and how God turned things around uh, on her behalf.
You know, you look at our situation, and at that particular moment when this particular video was uploaded on YouTube, of course, it became viral. You know, some people were trying to mock her. Some, uh, even U.S. like I think U.S. Marines or U.S. Navy tried to copy what she did, and so it was also uploaded on YouTube, mocking her. And you know, she went into depression for a while. I think um, she, for about four months, she didn't want to go out. She didn't want to. Um, talk to anybody because of the condemnation uh, that she's had. But how many of you know God always can turn things around for the good of those who love you? Amen. And what particular situation that happened is, in, in fact, right now she said she was grateful for the security guard and she was grateful for that person who took that video and uploaded it on YouTube. Because if not for those people, she would not have found Jesus himself. You know, sometimes... We look at our situation and it's seemingly that we don't have peace in our situation. You know, it seems that it's the worst situation ever. Lord, can you actually step in my situation and turn things around for the good? But how many of you know that our God is the Prince of Peace? God can always turn things around just like that. And He can actually protect and give peace to those who love Him. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3, it says, You will keep in perfect peace Him whose mind is steadfast, because He trusts in you. Who do you trust in your situation right now? And you may not have the same situation of, uh, of this lady, but I believe that you have a unique situation and somehow that God will use any situation so that in that particular situation, we will find Him and know Him intimately because He always reveals Himself in special ways in every situation that we are in. One theologian named Timothy Keller said, If we set our hearts on anything besides God, we can lose our peace. But if our greatest love is the unchanging God, then our peace can never be taken from us. Always anchor your hope and your faith in the nature of the steadfastness of the love of God for yourself. You know, when, when Jesus died, He was buried, His disciples were hiding in the upper room. And they were scared. What's next? You know, the, our teacher, our Messiah, our Savior is now dead. You know, they did not remember that Jesus said, After three days, I'm going to rise up again from the dead. And the first time when Jesus appeared before His disciples, you know what He said to them? Peace be with you. These disciples, they don't have peace at that time. And Jesus spoke peace to them. And He warned them, kind of warned them, before he left, he said, Peace I live with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. And sometimes the world defines peace as the absence of trouble. Guess what? Even in the presence of trouble, you will find God's peace. Amen. And he said this. It is my last verse and then we're going to be praying. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, everybody say, in this world. In this world, and all of us are in the world, right? In this world, you will have what? Trouble. It's a given. 
you and I will have trouble. You and I will have hardships. You and I, you and I will have sorrow. But take heart, I have overcome the world. He will give you peace. We hope you were inspired by that message. Find out how you can apply biblical truths and principles in your day-to-day life by joining a Victory Group today. Visit our concierge for more information or just log on to www.victoryalabang.org. Thank you and stay connected.